1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: To depart and be with Christ which is far better. He had a desire to depart and be with Christ and he says it's it's far better. Its death is just departing to be with Christ and Paul says it's far better. It's far better than what? It's far better than being in this world. Death for the believer is far better. Than any life you may have in this world. It's better than remaining here.
1: When God made creation, He made it to be enjoyed by man. There are so many things that God has given us that we can appreciate, even though this world is corrupted by sin. While this world can be redeemed, Paul mentions that death for the believer is far better than anything we can experience on earth. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing how death is a doorway to eternity in the presence of Jesus. When we come face to face with Jesus, we will finally have the fulfillment of everything we long for. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: chapter 6 this morning. We're also going to look together in the gospel of Luke chapter 9 and Hebrews chapter 12. And I'm going to read for us out of Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they had. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And then a white robe was given to each of them, each individual. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed." I'm going to do something a little bit different today, dif- different for what, from what we normally do. We studied through chapter 6 last week, if you were here. We finished chapter 6, but I, I wanted to go back to these verses this morning to talk about heaven. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us everything there is to know about heaven, because heaven is so glorious uh, that, that you can't put it into words. And so the, the Bible can't tell us everything. There, there are things that we're just not going to know about heaven until we get there and we see it. But the Bible does tell us many things about heaven and what heaven is like. Uh, God wants us to know about heaven. He wants us to look forward to heaven. And God describes heaven in ways that are understandable and familiar to us. For example, God describes heaven in the Bible as a house. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus said, In my father's house are many mansions or many rooms. Uh, in Psalm 23, verse 6, David said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so heaven is described as a house, and we all know what a house is, right? We you read that in the Bible and you don't think, I wonder what he means by house here. We know what a, what a house is. The Bible describes heaven as a kingdom. We know what a kingdom is. A kingdom has a king who rules over his kingdom. The people of the kingdom are subject to the king. Uh, the Bible describes heaven as a country. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, you know, it talks about how they desired a heavenly country. Describes heaven as a city. Uh, It says again in Hebrews chapter 11 that uh, in in this world we have no continuing city. But we seek the city that is to come. The Bible says to Christians that our citizenship is in heaven. And that we are strangers in a foreign land here on the earth. We, We understand what it means to have citizenship. To be citizens. We have citizenship. Uh, the Bible describes heaven as paradise. Uh, when Jesus was on the cross, he said to the thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. Paul in 2 Corinthians talks about how he was caught up to paradise. So heaven is described as paradise. Now, I don't know exactly what is, it's going to be like that makes it paradise, but I've, I've got you know a picture in my mind of paradise. So do you. Paradise sounds great, whatever it's going to be. If it's paradise, I want to be there. And heaven is described as paradise. And so the the Bible uh, describes heaven in ways that we can understand and that we can picture and that we can relate to. And in these verses here in Revelation chapter 6, these verses give us wonderful insight into heaven. And they answer many of the questions that people have about heaven and life after death for the believer. And what I want to do today is, is just, uh, just make some, some general observations from these verses about heaven. Now look at verse 9 again. John says that he saw under the altar the souls, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they Held. And we, we mentioned last week that these are people that believe in Jesus Christ, that during the tribulation period that is to come upon the earth, they're martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. But John sees their souls in heaven beneath the altar. And I, I think the, the first thing that we observe about heaven is that even though... These believers have died physically on the earth. They are still very much alive in heaven. Uh, They they aren't in a state of suspended animation. They aren't uh, in a state of soul sleep, as some people teach. These people are not asleep. Their souls are not asleep at all. Their souls are very alive and well in heaven. And the Bible makes a distinction between your physical body and your soul. Uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 Verse 28 said, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so Jesus said that we we have a soul and we have a body. We, we have a physical body. We have a physical body and we have a soul and your soul is the is the real you. Your soul is the part of you that is eternal. Our physical body dies. We bury it in the ground, but our soul lives on forever. And for the believer, when the believer dies, the believer's soul immediately goes to heaven, into the presence of Jesus Christ. Turn with me over to the Gospel of John, John chapter 11. Uh, and this is the story when, when Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, dies in Bethany. I remember Jesus goes and Jesus ultimately raises Lazarus back to life, but he has this conversation with the sister of Lazarus named Martha. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life." Now watch what he says. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asks the question, do you believe this? And you read those verses and you say, wait a minute. How, how can someone uh, die but live? How can someone never die? What is he talking about here? Well, our physical body dies, but our soul doesn't die. Our soul lives. And that's why Jesus can say, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Your soul, as a believer, your soul never dies. When your physical body dies, you experience physical death. Immediately, your soul goes to heaven and the presence of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul described death for the believer as departing. Departing. Isn't that a great way to describe death? Departing a departing from the physical body. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, the time of my departing is at hand. Death is not the end for a believer in Jesus Christ. Death is departing. It's just departing the physical body and going to heaven and to the presence of of Jesus. In, uh, In Philippians, you don't have to turn there, but Philippians chapter 1, verse 23, there the Apostle Paul said, uh, that he has a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. He had a desire to depart and be with Christ, and he says it's it's far better. Its death is just departing to be with Christ, and Paul says it's far better. It's far better than what? It's far better than being in this world. Death for the believer is far better than any life you may have in this world world. It's better than remaining here. And if you're here today and you have a loved one that has died, a family member maybe, that has died, it is far better for them, if they were a believer in Jesus Christ, it is far better for them now to be with Jesus Christ in heaven than to be in this world. It's far worse for us because we miss them desperately But it is far better for them to be with Jesus in heaven. You know, Billy Graham, who just died back in February, he said this about his own death. He said, one day you will hear that Billy Graham has died. Don't believe it. But he said, don't believe it, right? (laughs) On that day, listen, on that day, I will be more alive than ever before. I've just changed my address. That's death for the believer. A believer with the day that they die physically, they are more alive than ever before. And a believer just simply changes address. Just changes locations. Relocates to heaven. And it's a seamless transition from the earth to heaven. The moment that believer dies here on earth physically, they are in the presence of Jesus Christ in heaven. It's instant they just change locations that's death for the believer you know Paul would, would also write um, in second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 8 he says we are confident yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord Paul says we're confident of this as believers that if we are absent from this physical body this tent that we will be present with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of
2: Truth. And he says, we're pleased to do it, we're pleased to go happy to go. You don't have to ask me twice. We're happy to go. And the believer is more alive in heaven than they ever could be in this life on earth. And if you look here again, we see here in verse 10, just again, just some observations about heaven. We see here in verse 10, Uh, That those in heaven are able to communicate. They're able to uh, express themselves with words. In verse 10, it says, They cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? They can communicate. Believers in heaven can communicate. And they say it, it says, with a loud voice. That means they yell it, which indicates to us that they've got emotion. They have emotion in heaven. They're emotional beings. They're passionate beings in heaven. They have strong feelings. And they express their strong feelings in heaven, much like we do here on the earth. Do you ever feel strongly about something and raise your voice? Of course you have. Well, they do that in heaven, too. You see, once, once we go to heaven, uh, we don't become emotionless. We don't we don't lose our our passion. Uh, We don't lose our our feelings. We don't become robots, emotionless robots. We don't speak only with a whisper because it's heaven. Right. Have you guys noticed I've pointed it out before how how loud heaven is going to be? I mean, they're going to have loud trumpets and people speaking loudly. Heaven's going to be really loud. I remember uh, when I was a kid, my family, we didn't really go to church. We went a handful of times, and I remember uh, being like in elementary school and going into a church with my mom, and I was talking in a normal voice. I wasn't talking loud, and she told me to whisper. (laughs) And I said, why? And she said, we're in church. You're supposed to whisper in church. And I remember thinking... Why? Like, do we not want Jesus to overhear what we're saying? Like, why are we whispering in church? Heaven is going to be loud and full of passion. Look at verse 10 again. They ask God to avenge their blood. They ask God for justice. They want God to, to punish their murderers who are still alive on the earth. They are saying this to God. And since they speak to God in verse 10, that tells us that in heaven, believers have an audience with God. They are in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, and they can speak to him directly. You know, we, we speak to God uh, through prayer, which is, which is a wonderful privilege for us to be able to pray. But those in heaven can, can literally stand before God in his presence And speak directly to Him and pray directly to Him face to face. You know, in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 17, there, speaking of heaven, it says, Your eyes will see the King in His beauty. Speaking of King Jesus, Those in heaven are with Christ the King and they behold His beauty. They look upon His beauty. Remember in the Psalm, Psalm 27, verse 4, David said, there's one thing that I've desired in my life, and that is to be in the house of the Lord forever and to gaze upon His beauty. Those in heaven gaze upon the beauty of Jesus Christ, face to face, and they can speak directly to Him. Verse 10 also tells us that those in heaven, they they keep their same identity that they had on earth. They are the same people in heaven that they were on earth. Uh, and people in heaven will know and remember their life on earth. I mean, that's a question that people often ask about uh, heaven, about their loved ones that have gone to heaven. Do they remember their life on earth? Will they know me in heaven? Will they remember me in heaven? Will they remember my, our life together? And the answer is yes, they do. And yes, they will. Believers in heaven are the are the same people they were on the earth. And they remember their life on the earth. And the people from their life on the earth. Heaven doesn't erase our memory. Heaven doesn't erase our memory or our history. And so yes, in heaven, your loved ones will know you. And your loved ones will remember your life together with them on the earth. And these believers in verse 10... They they even remembered that they were martyred for their faith. Look again at verse 10. How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? They remember that they were martyred for their faith while they were on the earth. In heaven, we remember even the bad stuff. That's not even erased. We remember the bad stuff that happened to us on the earth during this life. And you might, you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. How can it be heaven if I'm going to remember all the bad stuff that happened to me in this life? Well, well, remembering the bad stuff from this life in no way overshadows the joy of heaven. Psalm 16, verse 11 tells us that in God's presence is fullness of joy. And I don't know how this is going to work exactly, But I know that when you are in heaven and you are in the presence of Jesus Christ, you will experience the fullness of joy. You you won't forget anything from this life. You'll remember all the stuff, good stuff, bad stuff. But you'll also have fullness of joy in heaven, meaning just a continual joy for all eternity. Even though you remember the bad stuff, you'll have complete joy because you're in the presence of God. Look at verse 10 again. Those in heaven remember what happened in their life on earth, and they know that those who killed them are still alive on the earth. They ask God for judgment against their persecutors, the murderers, who still dwell on the earth, it says at the end of verse 10. You know, another question that people ask about heaven uh, is, uh, do people in heaven see what happens on the earth? Can my, can my loved ones see me? Do they see my life? Now that they're in heaven, can they, can they see? Do they know? Are they aware? That's a real common question that people have about heaven. Do they see? Do they know? I've certainly wondered that question myself. You know, my, my mom died when I was a teenager. And I've wondered, does she see my life? Does she know? You know, my mom was a Christian. She became a Christian when I was in middle school, died when I was a teenager. And I wondered, does she know that I've become a Christian? Because I wasn't when she died. Does she know uh, about my wife, Cameron? Does she know about her three grandsons, my three sons? Does she she know about that? Does she know about the rest of my life? Does she know what her grandsons are like? Or what her daughter-in-law is like that she's never met? Or when I get to heaven, am I going to fill her in on all of my life that she's missed? You know, decades and decades and decades of life that she's missed, which to me sounds a little tedious, you know? I mean, how do you explain if I live to be 80 or 90 years old, how am I going to explain, you know, 70 or 80 years to her, right? Wow, then 2008, we took the kids to Disney World. and Oh, no, wait, it was 2009. You know. What did we do the summer of 2008? I just, you know, please. But I, I would say, based on Scripture, that it seems evident that those in heaven are aware of what is happening on the earth. The people in verse 10 are aware of what's happening on the earth. And I would say that people in heaven are aware and that they see what is happening on the earth. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9, and 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21, both those verses indicate that angels in heaven see what is happening on earth. So why not people in heaven? You know, of the, of the, uh, the, God, Jesus, sees what is happening on the earth. He's watching it continually. The angels in heaven see what is happening on the earth. Why not people in heaven? You get this picture of, of Jesus and these angels kind of like on the edge of their seat watching what's happening. You're telling me all the people that are there around the throne of God are going to be like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? Tell us what's happening. You know, what are you guys all excited about? I, I believe based on scripture that those in heaven do see what is happening on the earth. He asked me how I knew.
0: Than the finest
1: crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Many questions might arise as you listen to these messages about the end times. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-changing news that they might not hear anywhere else. This is a tremendous opportunity to reach people who are lost and without a Savior. We value your prayers for these important messages that are going out. Pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would greatly multiply because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to CalvaryEC.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on this peculiar book of the Bible. Revelation is one of the many that are curious about but find it hard to understand. We trust that God's giving you some clarity by listening to Ring of Truth.
0: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and them. Well, I know because I know His voice and it only takes